Christ is risen, he is alive, he is with us, and we live in him. The disciples were waiting, and they were wondering. What comes between the crucifixion and the resurrection is the Jewish Sabbath, a day of rest. Jesus lay in the grave. And of course, the grave was provided by Joseph of Arimathea and also Nicodemus, secret followers of Jesus. His disciples were hidden, fearful that they might get a knock on the door at any time from the chief priest or maybe Roman soldiers. And so they were waiting and they were wondering, just like us in some ways, what does the future hold now? After the Sabbath, as the first day of the week was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to the tomb. There was an earthquake, an angel in dazzling white, Do not be afraid. He is not here. He is risen just as he said. Only two days before, Jesus, the Son, trusted himself completely in obedience to his Father in offering his body in sacrifice in order to take away the sins of the world. Bishop Barron says the Father sent the Son into God-forsakenness, into the morass of sin and death, not because he delighted in seeing his son suffer, but rather because he wanted his son to bring the divine light into the darkest place. And from that tomb, from that tomb, God in Jesus goes into the realm of death and brings into that dark place the light of God. And then the light of God explodes it from the inside out. Death cannot hold the God-man. In an act of God's Spirit, Jesus is resurrected in a new order of human life, power, and glory that is seen, seen by both Marys and experienced by them the twelve, those disciples, and even 500 at the same time, probably in Galilee. Well, we celebrate today. We celebrate in our homes. You may be celebrating this great victory in your pajamas. I really doubt that anyone is wearing an Easter hat right now, but we celebrate our faith and our trust based on God's victory in Christ, who turned the defeat of the cross into the triumph of Easter. The cross is not complete. The empty tomb is the final answer. Christ is risen. He is alive. He is with us, and we live in him. Lucille Elson says, You see a lot when you get to be 102 years old. Yes, Lucille Elson was born in 1917, right before the Spanish flu spread through the military camps of Europe and the United States and became a global pandemic. She was a baby then, but she was told by her mother how her father and her uncle 
got the Spanish flu, but neither of them died. Lucille was a teenager during the Great Depression. She was a school teacher and a young wife during World War II, and she has reflected on the nation and the pandemic that we now face in an excellent Washington Post article. She lived during the Great Depression, which spanned from 1929 to 1933, with millions of people applying for unemployment and the economy faltering. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? Ellison says that today and World War II and its period, she seems, is the best parallel. Her wedding was delayed one year because of the attack on Pearl Harbor, and she remembers that plumbers in her area were out of work because all the metal was directed to the war effort. She remembers much time reading the ration books and what she couldn't have. Her husband, Floyd, could not make it home for Christmas in 1944, but he did send a letter to Lucille, who was pregnant with their first daughter, Jane. Later, much later, Lucille and Floyd would write a book together entitled, My First 100 Years. Well, Lucille says, I've been through so many things. To cope with this virus and all that's going on, I would tell people not to get stressed about planning too far ahead. You just can't do it. A long time ago, she says, I started making a list every morning of what I had to do. It was the only thing that I could control. And I stuck to it. Do you hear, she says? She says, if I can preach for a minute, and then she laughed in the interview, this is like everything else. This will pass. I learned that from living, I guess. One of Lucille's secrets of living is, is that she focused one day at a time on what she was called to do. What would happen if every morning we began our day by saying, Christ is risen, he is alive, he is with us, and we live in him. Our risen Lord said to his disciples, and our risen Lord says to us today, I have told you these things that you may find peace in me. This world you have trouble and suffering, but take courage, I have overcome the world. Theologian N.T. Wright, whom I love and read a lot and quote him a lot, reminds us that the resurrection of Jesus is the beginning of God's new creation, a new covenant, and God's whole new world. We are invited to live in this new world even now and become partners in a new covenant with God. He says, with the rolling away of the stone, a great door has swung open in human history, and we are summoned to go through it. And so we who trust in the forgiveness and the new life given to us by God through the death and resurrection of Jesus, we are called into a new paradigm, a new kingdom of thanksgiving and service. 
Someone asked me the other day if we thought more people would return to worship when things get back to normal. Well, that's a good question. But the truth is, we cannot return to normal life, even if that were even possible. We must not return, but we must go forward and find our life in the one who is life, Christ, the risen Lord. We must go forward and find life not in the number of days we have before we die, but in the moment-by-moment experience of Christ risen, who is with us every moment of our lives. We must go forward and find life in the Spirit, the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, that can give us love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, self-control, the fruit of the Spirit, and the very life of the kingdom, we can enter that kingdom every single morning. We must go forward to find life in the humble and trusting desire that God's will would be done. Letting go of outcomes and letting those, leaving those to God in total trust. Finally, we must go forward to find life in relating to one another in openness, in goodwill, really listening to one another and being gracious and being ones who serve in the name of Jesus. Jesus trusted God through hardships and even death And we must, too. Jesus was raised and glorified, and we will be as well. That faith, hope, and love given to us by God and the Spirit and lived out in the church can carry us through whatever comes next. But we are truly called out to serve and be thankful. St. Peter's Episcopal Church in Pasadena, also called San Pedro Episcopal Church, has a drive-through relief program that has made the news. They are giving away free food. The rector there, Pedro Lopez, has started this initiative, and his assistant, the Reverend David Goldberg, was cited in the Houston Chronicle recently. He says, there are many working-class people here in Pasadena. Their needs are growing. More are losing their jobs. It's hard to see so many hard-working people here who just want to work. They aren't the kind of people looking for handouts. Well, 25% of the church's zip code lives below poverty levels. And so they decided to begin a drive-through relief program for their neighbors. The first distribution, more than 100 families lined up in cars to receive staples and goods. The second time they did it, more than 500 vehicles in a line over a mile long waited to receive what they needed. Brian Green, president and CEO of Houston Food Bank, which is the largest kind uh, of its kind in the country, says this, 
What we are seeing now is that people who are losing their jobs just really shot up, literally to levels we saw, if not greater, than after Hurricane Harvey. One of the women in the food line says, with four children at home between 6 and 16, I am very grateful for the bags of tomatoes, a pineapple, and other vegetables. We, the people of St. Francis, we, the people of the risen Lord, will help this drive-through relief effort at St. Peter's. We, the people of St. Francis, the people of the risen Lord, will help those neighbors in need that are closer to our own neighborhood through the memorial assistant ministries and other ministries that we already are involved in. We will do this because Jesus lives, because Jesus lives in us. Christ is risen. He is alive. He is with us, and we live in him. Happy Easter.